Most real estate agents right now are so focused on what's going on in the current market with NAR and the market. They're not even planning for 2024. And what we have learned in the past is the best thing that we can do for the coming year is to start planning for that year in the third quarter of this year that we're in now. So what we've done is we've developed a process for helping agents to establish, identify, and set forth a solid business plan that they can take action on and make sure that not only is the next year a great year for them, but they start off that very first quarter with so much momentum and they can just keep that going throughout the rest of the year. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts with Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. And in this episode, we're gonna talk to you guys about how to develop a business plan and why you need a business plan for 2024. And somebody who has an extreme amount of experience in developing business plans is Mr. Kyle Lindsay. Yeah, so I have been learning how to business plan for a while. Um, I started in a my, my business prior, the business I was in prior to real estate, I was the CFO, COO of a small company, very involved in the the creation of those plans, uh, and decided I wanted to be in real estate. And man, the things I've learned even since being in real estate from all the coaches we've done and all the masterminds, it's just, you start to realize if you don't have a plan, you have no idea what you're going to do and yeah. you're just winging it every day. And I know there's been tons of studies about this. So, I mean, whatever, you can Google them, but even just a crappy plan is so much, but we're talking like probably a tenfold return on just having no plan. Right. Just writing your goals down, you are so much more likely to succeed. Even if you just wrote down, I want to make a million dollars, you're so much more likely to actually achieve that versus not even having anything down. But what we're going to show you today is even way more powerful because we're going to show you a process of how to actually break down that plan into actionable steps that you can measure and then go back and look at it and say, where did I fail? Where did I succeed? What made this succeed? Why did I fail? And created an even better plan. This is an evolving journey that you're not going to get right the first time. But if you follow this process by iteration two, three, or four, you'll be crafting fantastic plans that will get you where you want to go. I love it, man. The good thing about our listeners is these folks are down for success. Yes. So I know you guys can eat this one up. If you have not already, subscribe to the channel, whatever platform you're listening or watching this on, make sure you hit follow. Leave us a comment below. If we miss something, we also want to know what your business goals are. Mm -hmm. So stick around to the end so you guys can understand this whole process and comment below on what your business goals are and let us know how we can help you with that. And also at the end, we're going to tell you guys how to get um, access to a 90 day to real estate greatness system. Yeah. That's going to help you guys through the end of this quarter and first quarter. I mean, it'll help you for a long time, but you can start implementing it right now after you set this business plan up, man. So how do we get started, bro? Well, first off, stay with us here. I know that business planning isn't always the most exciting subject, but this is one where if you're driving Think about coming back to this when you have a time with a pencil, some paper, you can actually sit down or keyboard or whatever, and actually really put some thought into this. This is an episode you're going to want to listen to a couple of times and go through. And each step of this process, you want to execute. This is not something you're going to listen to once and forget about and never, never use. You want to actually go through and do this. So to get started, you always want to start with why. 
Yep. Why is the why so important? But why? But why? That's what my kids used to say all the time. <laughs> but why? No. Because dad has to sell real estate. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat, don't you? All right. So, so I think for me, learning what my why was, was like my motivator. Like when, when times got tough and, and I had doubt in my mind and I was tired, I just didn't want to do it, or I got discouraged or things were going my way. I was able to go back to that why. And there's so much like guru opinion on, should you have a big mm -hmm. why? Should you not? Does it make sense? Da, 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 da. Well, I think it does. Mm -hmm. And and it's kind of like our our compass, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, which direction are you going and why are you going there? Well, here's why I'm going here. We talked about, like we talked about like two tall buildings, right? Two, mm -hmm. two 20 story buildings. And you're on one building, you gotta get over to the next building. and somebody lays a two by four across just a regular two by four and you got to travel like 20 feet from one mm -hmm. building to the other and they say hey we'll give you a thousand dollars if you make it across like what's the likelihood that you're going to take that risk i'm good you're, you're good right i'm not <laughs> gonna do that for a thousand bucks like right. the why is not big enough right right so let's say now that same scenario but the one person you love the most in the world is on that other building and that building's on fire and now you've got to go over there and you've got to get them and you've got to bring them back. Like if they said, I'll pay you a thousand dollars to do that, mm -hmm. would you do it? Well, how big is our life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, in, in scenario two, you're way more motivated. Dude, they're, it's so like I always envision my kids, mm -hmm. right? Or my wife, right? So if that was the case, there's not a, an amount they could pay me not to do that. Right. Right. Because I love them. Right. And so my why is is big in that situation. And we, when we can tie what we're doing in real estate, why we're here to a why, it's way more powerful. Mm -hmm. So when I think about this, because, and hopefully some of y'all will, will relate to this, maybe it's just me, but I had, I had, and I have still, I struggle with this question. Um, I do think it's very important, but my struggle has always been a positive why, mm -hmm. like something I'm working towards. Now, unlike you, I don't have any kids. I just have a dog that is super needy. And, <laughs> you know, we don't have, I don't have the same pressure to provide for four extra mouths like you do. Yeah. I think it was really hard for me to finally just say, you know, it was hard to come to the realization that I, that I just want to make a bunch of money yeah. because I want to retire at some point and not have to worry about things. For sure. My end goal, why is I want to be really lazy. Yeah. I want to sit on a beach somewhere because I made a bunch of money. I made some good investments and I can just live off that. And for some people that doesn't sound like a really meaningful why. And that's why it stopped me for so long. And I've also heard that it's okay if you don't have a big why to have a more of a negative why, meaning the removal of pain is also a good why. Yes, it is. I'm tired of being broke. Yes. I am tired of paying rent. You know, I have a terrible situation I want to get out of. That's my why. And that's okay. So whatever your why is, don't get so caught up in having to have like, well, I want to save all of humanity and end hunger. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this huge, big altruistic why yeah. that I think a lot of people tr strive for and they get stuck on because it doesn't feel big enough. Yeah. Whatever is going to get you out of bed in the morning and make get you to start prospecting. That's a good enough why, whatever that is. Maybe it's Absolutely. because Netflix price is going up and I need to be able to stay caught up in all the shows I love. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I love that you brought that up, man, because that, that's absolutely so true. Mm -hmm. When I when I got back into real estate, my why was not 
so that I could become a millionaire. Right. My, my, my why was because I hated where I was. Right. And I wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. I wanted more time. I wanted yeah. more freedom. I wanted more flexibility. That was the why. Your why will change, mm -hmm. right? As, as you start to accomplish things, your why will, will inevitably change. Right. Sometimes it's just going to be the same thing for forever, but it may have varying degrees, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, one, one person's why is not going to be the other person's why. And it really doesn't matter if your why is for other people or it's, it's okay if it's for yourself, mm -hmm. Right, if it's like I said, to avoid a negative situation, or if, if you're leave it at that. There's a bunch yeah. of them, right? Yeah. So, totally fine. Whatever, whatever's going to get you up and moving, let that be your why. So you you at this point, you have permission from us from us to have a selfish why. You're good to go. You are good. Selfish ones. Selfish assholes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that's where you start. You start with your why. So if you're looking at a at a, at a blank document or a piece of paper. Start there. Why do you want to achieve? Why do you want to be a great real estate agent? Why Why are these goals we're about to set important? Yeah. And, and you there. mentioned something in the last episode, I believe, where you said, ask yourself why a bunch of times. So there's a there's an exercise where you go five yeah. layers deep. Yeah. Right. So why? Why do I want to be in real estate? Mm -hmm. Because I want to make a lot of money. Yep. Why do I want to make a lot of money? Because I want to do this. Well, why do you want to go on vacation more? Because mm -hmm. I want to spend time with my family. Why do you want to spend time with your family? Because... I love them. And I didn't get that when I was a kid. And I want to give that to my children. Like it'll get deep, right? Right. If, if you keep digging, you will find depth in, right. in your why. So I think that's a good exercise to do. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. All right. So now that you got your why, what's, what's the next step? So I would say once you have your why and, and then you guys keep, keep in mind, there's a bunch of different ways to do this. This is just a way. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, it's just probably the best way. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go right to the the money, mm -hmm. right to the numbers, because I feel like everything else is divisible from that. Right. right. So I like to start with the money. That's where I would start. Okay, cool. This is why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, what does success mean here? What does failure mean? Like identify all that stuff and then determine how much money do you need to realize that success. Love that. Yeah. And then start from there. Like for me, my first year when I did this, it was $150,000 in the bank. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed in the bank in order for me to be able to say I have succeeded. Right. Once I got there, it was be full-time in real estate. Once I got there, you know, it just kept mm -hmm. leveling up. Right. So first thing, set a target, right? We know what the, the, what the timeline is, right? It's the year. It's mm -hmm. the next 12 months or whatever. Um, or 2024, whatever year, you know your time frame, and then set your target. Yeah, and there's there's an advanced way and a more of a simple way to to, to set that target. And I'm going to briefly go into both. If you're an agent that has been doing this for a couple of years and you kind of you really know your numbers, the advanced way to do this is a is just what Jeremy said. What do I want in my bank account at the end of the year? And then you need to factor in taxes, commission splits, and expenses. Mm -hmm. Meaning you need to add all of those back in to get a total. So when we're real estate agents and, you know, maybe this will be a future episode, how to treat your finances like a business, but your GCI is revenue. And out of that revenue comes cost of goods. That's your commission splits, right? Right there. Or referral fees that you pay, those kind of things. And then after that, you have expenses. Um, and taxes are factored in there as well. They should be at least if you're doing it right. So then you get a total number. And from that number, then you can back out, okay, well, my average commission rate is 
What does that look like in total volume? And then what's my average sales price? Okay, divide my total volume by average sales price. This is how many transactions I need to get there. Right. On average, mm -hmm. you know. And then we can walk through and we're going to talk more about the plan to get to that. But that's the advanced way. The simple way is how much money do I need? Yeah. Take that number and add 20% to it. Done. Okay. Don't get super complicated there. Then, you know, because you were skipping a whole bunch of steps there in the middle. Then what's my average, what's the average commission rate? If you don't know that, ask someone or just use 2.5% um, because the market's shifting and you may not get that full three. So if you don't have any history at all, use 2.5%. Divide that number you just got by 2.5%. You should get a big number. That's your total volume. Then take your market average. If you don't know how to look that up or you don't have one, just talk to someone in your brokerage that can help. Find the average sales price for your area and divide that number and you're going to get the number of transactions you need to achieve that. If all of that sounds way too complicated and you're a brand new agent, go for 10 transactions. <laughs> <laughs> go for 10. Go man. for 10. Just get her done. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in the DFW market and you need help, we got you. Yeah. We got you. Reach out. We'll, we'll help you figure out those numbers so we kind of know them. Yes. So, man, that, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So high level, how to, how to break those things down. What... Once we've discovered the why and we've discovered the target, right, right. being what we need um, or what we want that year financially, then what? You have your number. You have your number of transactions. Divide that by four. Now, if you want to get complicated, you can kind of weight that by quarter because we know the summer months are usually busier than your other, you know, your, your winter months and your January through March. But that's a different topic. So divide that number by four. That's how much, how many transactions you need each quarter. So treat each quarter like a, like a, like its own business cycle. So once you get that number you need for that first quarter, kind of forget about quarters two through four and focus on quarter one. Um, because what we're going to do is we're going to create a plan for that first quarter. Right. So uh, talk about creating that plan a little bit. Like, like how should we think about what goals we want to set for that quarter? You know, based off the math that kind of you just explained, like I like to look at what it takes to get one closing. Okay. All right. So what amount of effort does it take to get one closing? Well, we really judge that based off of appointments, mm -hmm. right? So how many appointments do we need to get one closing? And right now, I think industry average is like four. Right. All right. Four appointments for one closing. So then how much work do you need to do to get four appointments? Mm -hmm. And then kind of use those numbers to determine what you're going to do every single day. So- like you mentioned, you're dividing the quarter by four, and we do 15% in the first quarter, 15% in the fourth quarter, and I think, what's it, 30%? 35. 35 in Q2? In Q3. Q3, okay. And 25 in Q2. Yeah, 35 in Q2 and 3, 15 in Q1 and 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my math isn't mathing. That makes <laughs> sense now. So, yeah, that's what we do. So I like to plan the whole year, and I know the results are going to be very similar to those mm -hmm. those uh, ratios, but I like to plan for the whole year and do the whole do the work for thirty five or for twenty five. Let's say it's let's say it's a hundred transactions and you mm -hmm. divide it up by four. It's twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. Well, instead of working for fifteen, you know, Q one doing the work for fifteen, I I would rather do the work for twenty five, mm -hmm. and then maybe I hit fifteen or maybe I hit twenty, right? Mm -hmm. And then my next quarter doing the same amount of work for 25 and let's say I hit 30, you know, because that was a hotter quarter and then the next right. quarter I hit 30. Well, I end up crushing the goals because I'm 
I'm never backing down from the effort, right? It's, yeah. it's outlined from day one. Here's how many homes I need to sell over the year in this quarter. Here's how much work I need to do to hit 25 in this quarter, but plan for 15 just because is you know, normal um, volumes, how they fluctuate in those seasons, but get after it. So knowing the daily activities and sticking to them. Yeah. And when you think about this, so now that you have those numbers, so you divided your transactions up, you know how many you should hopefully, you know, multiply that number of transactions by four to get to how many appointments you need. How are you going to get those appointments? That's what we're getting into next. And what you really want to think about is, you know, this is something our current coach has taught us, which I, I love, is you need four pillars of lead of lead gen. Yes. So I would recommend a mix of offline and online. So yep. we all know social media is important right now. Does not mean you need to instantly become a YouTuber right. or instantly become someone, an Instagram star influencer or whatever. Do not try to bite off all social media platforms at once. Pick one yep. or two and that's it. Yep. So hopefully you, your first one should, if you're not great at this already, if you've already mastered a certain platform, that's fine. Move on to another one, but only after you master it. Right. So you want to pick four pillars and here's, here's the ninja hack that our coach taught us. Once you've identified those four pillars, let's just throw out some examples here. Open houses, door knocking, cold calling, and YouTube. Let's say those are your four. You're going to work on this. Try to devise a strategy so that each one of those four can hit your goal. Yep. So once you do that, how much work, what activities do you think you'll need to put? And again, you're not going to get this right the first time. But think about that. How many times do I need? How many open houses do I need to hold? How many YouTube videos do I need to produce? How many calls do I need to make per week? Do I think I need to make to hit that goal? Yeah. And if you have four pillars designed to hit that same goal, let's call it 25 transactions. So times four, it's a hundred appointments. So you're trying to set technically 400 appointments in a quarter. Could you even pull off 400? No. Are you going to hit all 400? No. But what you're going to do is you're going to put in a lot more effort than if you had designed each um, pillar to only hit 25 appointments and you're going to get a lot more data about what actually works or not. Yeah. So when you move into Q2, you'll have a lot more insight onto how to actually improve those, those channels, make them better and, and start working towards mastery. Absolutely, man. When I was uh, first coaching with Joshua Smith back in the day on the GSD mode group, which I still love, um, we, he taught us to plan for a 10 month sell cycle. Mm -hmm. So we would take our yearly goal and then we would plan for 10 months and we would do the work for that 12-month period in 10 months. Right. And then if you still work the other two months, mm -hmm. that's just increase yep. right on, on what you've already accomplished. Well, no, but I don't work November and December. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of the same thing, like where we're taking the normal amount of work over a 12-month period and we're, we're condensing it. Yeah. This normal amount of work that you would have done over a full year and you're mashing it into one quarter. Now, does that sound tough? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's a choice, man. And, and you know, we talked about mindset in the last episode, but this is a mindset thing, mm -hmm. right? So you get to de you get to decide. Like, life is tough. It's tough being broke. Mm -hmm. It's tough not being able to pay the bills. It's tough telling your friends, family, and your spouse that you failed at real estate. Mm -hmm. It's tough going back and getting another job. It's tough working for somebody that you don't want to work for. Mm -hmm. It's tough working up in the morning to go do a job that you absolutely freaking hate. It's tough looking yourself in the mirror and knowing you didn't actually try as hard as you could have. Absolutely. All yeah. of that is tough. 
right? So you just get to choose which tough you want. Mm -hmm. I personally, I just want the tough of doing the work. Yeah. I want that tough because regret sucks. Yeah. Regret absolutely freaking sucks. I love this saying that says, hey, if you think, uh, if you think hard work and, you know, all of that, it's expensive, wait, wait until you get the bill from regret. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. So we've got our four pillars. We've got our action plan. So pick your four pillars and design each one. What you want to do really is break this down by week. What are your weekly actions yeah. that you need to do every single week to take to hit your goals in each one of those four pillars? And that, and that gives you a really, really good action plan in order to figure out what you need to do. Right, right. And then executing on it, right? Putting your action plan together. And where I see a lot of room for improvement on, with agents is their daily schedule. You know, and I think that's part of your, that should be part of your business plan as you move into this next quarter or the next year is like, hey, what are my days going to look like? Mm -hmm. And what am I going to work on every single day? Right. It's which one of these pillars am I going to work on every single day? Like you probably should work on all four yeah. every single day, right? But what hours are you going to be working on mm -hmm. those things? Like what are you going to let get in the way of working on those things? Right. So structuring your day is just as important as, as structuring the whole year as you're building out this business plan. You know, and we talked about this a little bit in the mindset episode too, but start small, start stacking small wins to add to what Jeremy was just saying is, is once you have your quarterly goal, it makes it easier to break it down by month. Mm -hmm. What am I going to accomplish this month? And then what am I going to accomplish this week? And then, well, based on my weekly goals, what am I doing today? You know, I've heard it called different things, powerless, priorities, the one thing, whatever. Write down at the beginning of a day, three to five things that you will accomplish that day that are non-negotiable. Yep. That move your business forward. Got to do it. So that could be just making 100 calls. It could be producing a video. Whatever that is, put it time in your calendar to get those things done. Yep. Absolutely, man. Once you got your business plan situated, there, there's a couple other steps that, that need to be handled in order for this to kick off with success because how many times have people sat down and created a business plan and spent all the time creating it put it in a folder and forgot it <laughs> right they never implemented anything right that was on their business list so what you need to do now is put your goals in writing in areas where you can see them yeah this should be on your mirror in your bathroom this should be on your desktop computer in your office this should be in your car. Like it should be top of mind for you every single day to keep you dialed in on not just the why, but the what. Mm -hmm. Hey, today I am fighting for financial freedom, mm -hmm. right? Tomorrow, financial freedom. The next day, financial freedom, if that's your why. Maybe it's mm -hmm. to get out of a place. Maybe it's to provide for your family. Maybe it's to bring home a, a spouse from work. Maybe it's to provide living arrangements for your parents. I mean, who knows what your why is, but it's gotta be in front of you. If we're not looking at our goals every single day and being reminded of them every single day, it gets easy to forget them. Yeah. So they've, they've gotta be in front of you. You've gotta wake up every morning and focus your mindset on gratitude. Mm -hmm. What are you grateful for? Why are you grateful for it? Count your blessings, Right. And stay in a positive mindset and positive energy because these goals that you set, they're not only they're super reachable, but there's going to be challenges. Mm -hmm. There's going to be things that you learn. 
from loss. There's going to be unexpected, unintended consequences of things. Life is going to get in the way. Real estate market is going to go down. Interest rates are going to go up. Everybody's going to leave NAR. I mean, all these things are going to happen, right? <laughs> but you got to be You've got to be focused on what really matters. You've got to eliminate those distractions and just stay super laser focused on what it is that you're doing. Give yourself a year. Yeah. Right. Stay focused for the next year and see what happens. It's one year. Like it's going to go by. You either waste it or you make the most of it. Yeah. So let's make the most of it and see what happens, you know, and, and if you did everything and nothing worked out for you at the end of the year, let's talk. Right. Because I don't think that that's even possible. If no. you put in the work and, and you're intentional and you're consistent, you're going to win. So set up the plan and let's go. Yeah. You know what, what's, you know, and a little ninja hack here. If we mentioned this in the last episode, but get a group. Sit down, share this episode with some of the people that need to hear it. Sit down with a group of people and write your business plan with them. Yeah. Bounce ideas off each other, help each other out, and then hold each other accountable. Public accountability, publicly announcing your goals to a small group of accountability, three to five people that you can each meet, maybe even once a week, once a month, whatever that looks like for you guys every other week, where you can talk about your progress towards your goals, what struggles you're having, and help each other out, hold each other accountable. That group mentality of a over, over overcoming something difficult will not only make it easier for you to succeed, but it'll help your mindset along the way. Absolutely. And guys, we told you at the beginning, we're going to give you away something. So our 90 days to real estate greatness system, you're going to get that for free. There's going to be a link down in the comments or in the show notes for you guys to click on that you can go and sign up to get access for that 90 days to real estate greatness. And in addition to that, since this is a business plan focused podcast, I want to offer them as well, our business plan uh, model that we use. So Dang. there's going to be a list for that. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have to do this on your own. I know you're motivated now. You're like, hey, where do I go with this? Great information, but how do I execute? We're going to help you execute. Click the link at the bottom in the show notes or in the comments and get your access. And just, it's just going to be a download, yeah. right? It's going to take you to a download. Download the business plan. If you have questions on how to complete the business plan, hit us up. You know how to get a hold of myself or Kyle. We will help you through that. We want to see you guys succeed in this 2024 real estate season. But in order to do that, you got to plan appropriately. In the beginning, the odds are stacked against us, guys. Let's make sure that we do set ourselves up for success and we, see, and we do succeed despite the odds. Kyle, you have any last words for the folks listening? Reflect, plan, execute. Boom. Peace. <laughs>